All right, as we cross the uh, final line here, finish line here on 4th Street and come in with the ultimate total of 29, all I can say is, your go, bitch. Uh, all right, cribbage jokes, uh, that's really taking it to the gaming nerd level but when else do you get to use 29 in conversation other than on the 29th episode of your uh what 12 day 4a 13 day i guess 4a into audio diaryville i don't know probably plenty of other times really every 29th of the month so only every 4th february okay stop <clears throat> for what we are here today to discuss is why are you following me phoebe not why my dog is following me but uh the referential next steps that i allude to or um flat out reference when uh speaking in other recordings and uh you know for this one i think maybe i better visit the old supply chain here well, it looks like it's on tap for conversation. How about, how about Tangerine Haze? You know what, I think let's double dip. We'll put the Tangerine Haze, what do you think, Pete? Tangerine Haze inside of the Durban Poison Wax. So again, for all you cannabis neophytes, what I'm here doing is grabbing my um, materials tool, that which I will use as an applicator to the hot surface that I will use to um, instantly vaporize my applicated material. Applicated? How about applied? Material um, in such a uh, hot element that it literally turns it into vapor immediately and that is what I inhale to then get quote unquote Hi, motherfucker. But um, the vaporization, really, though I do cough every time I seem to do this lately. Hello, too much smoking, maybe? Should tone down. Recording causing smoking uh, reasons that other days did not used to have. That's for sure. But what I've just done is, again, on a spoon... Uh, roughly the size of a sunflower seed kernel. I am. I have put some. Get up on the couch. Come on. Up. Up. Stop it. Up. Good girl. Um, I have put some tangerine haze. Essentially, um, well, it's butane hash oil, meaning it's an extracted product that uses butane to um, strip the uh, as a solvent to strip the. Uh, plant matter of its uh, chemical properties that influence getting high. And um, this is done through extraction tubes that look a lot like long poster tubes where you fill, well, and I am not trying to give you a recommendation on how to create this. I'm just telling you that <clears throat> it is uh, a solvent that is applied to plant matter at extreme temperatures that uh, allows for 
the uh, active elements to literally be chemically taken from the matter itself. It is then uh, reconstituted, uh, I think, through a heat source, like uh, uh, literally baked on an oven sheet to form a consistency that is then um, uh, uh, dividable, divisible into uh, the sort of quantities that allow uh, users to ingest it without going completely off the deep end or at least underneath water without a curly Q straw for breathing apparatus. And so <clears throat> here at 11.39 on 1.14.22, I'm gonna um, enjoy some tangerine haze hash oil with some Durban poison wax. Hello. Man, I need to get a better lighter. <clears throat> Hello, uh, creative chattiness is sort of what we're going for. Durban poison is definitely one of my go-tos, especially for creativity. It is a, it is a fireworks display of and then, and then, and oh yeah, and wow, look at how that looks. Oh my God, the whole sky's brightening over here when I look at this. It just seems to help me find um, quality observations, mental observations, uh, in my own uh, daily regimen. Uh, Super Lemon Haze is another one. Golden Goat is another one. Um, well, those three come to mind immediately. Jack Herrera is on the list, but for different reasons. And how could I leave off AK-47 Sour Diesel and Maui Waui? Which are... <coughs> Hello, coffee. I don't drink coffee. I just enjoy coffee at other people um Maui Wowie Sour Diesel Durban Poison um Flow surprisingly uh Bruce Banner uh Headband uh, Pineapple Express uh not so much the perps granddaddy perps and all that stuff cause it's just such strong indica it knocks me out not like chocolate milk. That motherfucker lifts me up. Anyway, I don't know anything about uh, um, lilac diesel or strawberry banana uh, melon ball or Girl Scout cookies, uh, Girl Scout mint cookies, or Girl Scout oatmeal cookies. I mean, there's just so much of it now that it's hard to have any idea what to do with any of it. And um, I've always uh, just gravitated toward that which works for me. And what works for me, again, are sativas that don't leave me feeling munchy hungry, which they can, um, that don't leave me feeling, uh, um, 
uh, paranoid is a bad word because I don't really feel paranoid. I just feel like my energy level is so high, other people are noticing that I must be on drugs. Is that paranoia? I don't know, because I'm not really giving a shit if they notice that I'm on drugs. I'm just thinking, well, if I open my mouth now, I'm going to talk for 22 minutes, and if that's not an indicator that this mofo is on drugs, what is? Um, so the sativas that take it a little too far for me are, frankly, lemon haze as opposed to super lemon haze. Why? I don't know. I don't even know necessarily what the, I know the difference in plant genetics only because I have read that because I am curious why there is such a difference since I figured one was just like the other. No, they're not. And uh, that's another thing that I don't think the growers have necessarily got it all down to a consistent science because from one house to another, meaning basically in the old days, like when you went to see Kurt versus when you went to see um, Katrina, they could give you the same looking bag of weed and they could have completely different effects. Someone can tell you that they're giving you AK-47 extract and it doesn't do anywhere near what it did the last time you got it from another guy. Or, for instance, the Blue Dream I have right now, which I bought six uh, grams of because the last time I had it, and I did have four grams of it at that time, it was spectacular for what I need. It was perfect. I, I wished I had had 40 grams of it. So when I saw it on sale again, for the same price at the same place some four months later, three months later, I thought to myself, load up, get what I can. All I could afford were six, but they're not the same impact at all. So now I have six, mm, they're okay. They're good for, they're good for what uh, I guess you need to do when you're uh, doing yard work or They'd be good to hang out with Lily with, maybe. I don't know. They're, they're not what I'm hoping for. And yet, I went to the same place for the same string with the same manufacturer and the same product. And it's not the same result. So, this ain't your father's Oldsmobile. Same mixture. Maybe less coffee. Although that was a much bigger hit, so probably not. Um, I don't really smoke for taste. I don't care about taste. I care about getting high. And I don't even care about getting high. I care about having my mind... Cough suppression technique number one. Don't think about... <laughs> I thought about coughing. Damn it. Fight Club doesn't work either. But, <coughs> okay. Um, I don't smoke for taste or complexity of aromatics or any of that, um, you know, uh, that other level of engagement. I smoke for the mental effect strictly and only for that. Or I would smoke for the social effect in certain social circles. But... I mean, we're talking about social circle, like me, my mom, and my dad. That would have a very specific strain of weed need, um, and not one that I'm ever encouraging or wanting to have happen. But my point is, like, for me personally alone, with what I do, try to spark creativity, conversational connection, and uh, self-discovery. Yeah, 
you know, there's only about 15 strains probably in the entire catalog that really jumpstart those, um, those sensations and a catalog of, I'm sure now, 5,000 plus strains. So finding those 15 is a constant exercise in narrowing down that which somewhat works, somewhat doesn't, like Blue Dream. Blue Dream, when it hits right, hits perfectly. But it never hits as consistently as, say, Golden Goat. Golden Goat's not perfect, but it's damn close. It's just not quite as energetic. It's definitely creative, but it's not, it's creative like nonsense creative sometimes. Whereas Blue Dream is focused, just like Super Lemon, Super Lemon Haze might be the best one of all. And I don't, I honestly don't know which one is. Durban Poison is my favorite when it comes to just conversational quirkiness, cleverness. I feel like Durban Poison is the weed I would want to carry to the moon. Like, I enjoy myself on Durban Poison as much as on any. AK-47 too, actually. And White 99, when it's right on, is amazing. But it's very inconsistent. In fact, I don't even know if, there must be multiple versions of that out there, because sometimes it's just a dog. But <clears throat> that's another thing. Strains will eventually uh, tap out for you. And the fact is, if I went to the moon with nothing but Durban poison, eventually I'd be disappointed. Because whatever reaction that compound is having with me, it will eventually uh, plateau. And there will be no level at which I can get back to the creative spike that it might offer in its initial run or round. And so you do get used to, in a certain extent, the weeds you're smoking, which is another reason that I carry such a variety carry, <laughs> me and my bag of dopies, um, which is another reason that my drawer has a seven to 10 strain variety going so that I can continue to get the uh, effect I'm looking for, if I overload on one strain only, it will find redundancy in my system to the point that I will start to just smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke and not even realize an effect. Why that happens, I don't know. Because if the chemistry folks at MIT had been allowed to study weed, maybe we would know, but we don't. But I can tell you from personal experience, that's how it works. In fact, there would be the same weed guy delivering the same bag Say you get the same eighth from a guy three, four times in a row. By the fourth time, I'd have to reject it because I know it wouldn't do anything to me. And he'd understand. He'd be like, yeah, I'm trying to find other shit, but this is all I got access to. Well, come on, dude. Find something better than this. You know, uh, what would I probably buy the most when I was buying weed from... Actually, Golden Goat's probably one of them. Uh, doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? But I'm not even here to talk about that. Because, well, it seems like my whole next step must be weed-focused. It's not. It's not even part of the deal. Although, traveling this country and trying to continue to regularly be able to enjoy the benefits of consistent marijuana integration with my personhood would be nice. And I don't know that that's part of what I can do. So if that gets compromised in Phase 2, I will be disappointed. And some of Phase 2 will be organized in such a capacity to make sure that that doesn't get completely disrupted. But if I had to take breaks here and there for the betterment of what's going on, of course I feel like I should do that. And what I'm saying is, who knows what the weed laws in Kansas are? I'll bet they're not very friendly. 
So <clears throat> that may be a place where I get to investigate how 48, 61 days of sobriety or whatever feel. Okay, good for me. Be a good opportunity to check in on those oh, jittery impulses of withdrawal. I'm kidding. You don't really go through that with weed. You definitely miss weed when you don't smoke it, but you don't feel like you're like you miss something physically like you do with uh, cocaine or uh, meth. I don't know if I ever got to that point with meth, but I certainly wanted to get it for a week and a half or two or a month afterward. I just never did. Uh, meth spooky. Uh, although, meth also makes me think, okay, so is there a real meth out there? Like one that doesn't fuck you all up? Like, is there one that unlocks that clarity? Let's you have access to that. Does Limitless really exist? Could it? Yeah. God, if that exists, come on, man. Let's find that on the streets. <sighs> but asking for some sort of <laughs> ultimate clarity is like asking for the ability to get invisible, right? Like, you don't get ultimate clarity. It's not part of the gig. Limitless. Well, oh, so seductive, doesn't exist. There is a limit to everything. And <clears throat> I don't know, that's a terrible transition to the next phase, but I do feel like the, the idea that when I was in Vegas at the craps table and pulled out, you know, uh, basically, uh, ten, a, a 10 times win of your initial stake, by the way, if, to anybody who ever goes to Vegas, is the kind of when you get up from the table and you walk away with. That is a rarity. So if you find yourself up 10 times what you got in with, in other words, you started with 100, now you got 1,000, stand up, walk away, go have lunch, go back to the table at some point with another 100, see if you can do it again. 10 times what you started with is about where the variance cycle is so extremely in your favor you can't help but go down from there. So walk away. Just some advice. But uh, the point of that whole story was that I was better in that scenario because I was in a cooperative um, uh, assessment of the room with somebody else and our wavelengths were congruently uh, 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 what is it when two wave, when wavelength, when our magnitudes were, were increasing because we were cooperative? No, overlapping. I don't even know what the terminology is, but you know how waves, when they are, when they work together, grow in magnitude exponentially. I believe that might just be doubling, might not be exponential, but whatever. There, waves that are working in the same sequence amplify hey there's the word i think i was looking for so we had amplified our intuition by using intuitive powers both to our limits and cooperatively in a in a capacity that felt <laughs> i mean there were a couple shooters we knew exactly the numbers that were coming and yada yada yeah all coincidence you got lucky you guessed right i agree it's all just variance occurring at a time when you can misinterpret it as divine intervention of some sort of ESP factorial that doesn't exist. Right. I agree. That is the true nature of what happened in its analytically explained, reasoned capacity. 
<clears throat> but why Nicole look at me and panic and say, we got to go? We were on a roll. And why did I know? As soon as she said it, she was right. You know, like, there just are times when I think if you allow yourself to believe that you're being communicated with, that you can sense exactly where you are, what's about to happen, and the best thing that's possibly available for you, that if you listen for that, bingo, you take advantage of it. <laughs> and gambling is a terrible place to even make this uh, argument have a data point. I don't want to use a craps table as a data point for how to assess your life in a way that gets you in touch with good results. Bullshit. <laughs> a craps table will take all your money away. Don't go to one. But <clears throat> trusting your intuition, knowing how to read the room, being available to interpret energy in a way that you can reverberate energy back that, that ascends the moment in your favor in a way that everybody else in the room is gravitating toward that ascension. Not for your uh, uh, worship or idolatry, but for all boats rising in the harbor, quite literally. That's the analogy. We are all just afloat. But the more we secure and, and determine the interaction of the water level, the less we let that chaos reign as to how much the harbor is taking a beating, the more we can all collectively protect this planet on which we all float, well then all boats do rise. <clears throat> so to me the next step is, I'm clearly at my best when I'm not alone, <laughs> in spite of all this, <laughs> me, the cat and the dog, talking into a Samsung Galaxy S4 microphone that, honestly, you know, I got to say, hey, am I recording at a high level right now? I forgot to check. Tell me I am, please. Shit. Yeah, I think I am. Oh, man, I apologize if I'm not. I said I'd be better at that, and here I am two episodes later. I didn't even check. <clears throat> Typical John right there. Not even old John. That's just old and new John in action right there. Okay. I also see that I'm 22 minutes. I was 22-22 when I looked at the clock. That's funny. Uh, I know. Oh, you think that. Oh, most everyone, one out of a thousand of you might not think that's nonsense. And to you, I say, that is funny though, huh? Um, next step. I, I'm better with other people. I'm better in in conversation and I'm better in sharing with somebody who uh, who I can help break down uh, issues of trust either with themselves or even me or the people around them or you know it's easy to lose trust and uh, I've given a lot of people reasons to lose trust and so when you've lost trust I have a lot of uh, ways to help you rethink how you might be able to get back and and maybe potentially work back toward trust. And if you've lost being been the, the cause of loss of trust, uh, I can also help twist that situation in a way that maybe you can start to work not toward that negative energy, but away from it. And in so doing, you know, perhaps recover whatever that game of lost trust truly took away. And I don't say this with the capacity that I 
am capable of doing all these things for you. No way. As a matter of fact, one of the ways that my life has still a lot of work to do is in recovering all the trust I lost when um, I basically took advantage of my sister. And my sister has done basically everything life has asked of her. She's done it well. She's done it at the highest level. And she has done it with a woman's integrity that uh, certainly I was never going to match. But um, in other words, as much as my parents are model citizens, my sister might even be more one. <clears throat> and yet, I know she's not happy. One of the reasons she's not happy is because her knucklehead brother, who took out more of life's uh, seesaw imbalance against my sister than anybody else. I may have said that my mom suffered the brunt of my actions, but my sister suffered the loss of her brother being worth anything other than scraping off the bottom of her shoe. She suffered the loss of having a brother worth a shit. You know, my mom still had a daughter that was worth a shit. And I'm not saying I wasn't worth a shit to my parents. And you know, hell, even, even Manson's mother loved him. I assume, especially Manson, because that was all some CIA shit, right? Anyway, Laurel Canyon. If you are in a position to let down a core family member to the point that they come to hate you, well, I think you've really failed at life because those are the people that you cannot let down. And why did I let my sister down like this? Well, I let my sister down because, again... I really didn't know how to not hate myself on the inside. And I'm not going to get into everything about why that was, but most of it was because I couldn't recognize how to handle my emotions. And when I looked at my sister, my sister always knew when I was full of shit, whatever. My sister, there's, there is rhythm there that just rings uh, disconnect whenever there's schadenfreude about. So... I had to lay an assault against my sister more than anybody when I was at my least lovable, especially as I loathed myself the most, because she was the one who, to whom I was just readily exposed. And then I did horrible things to her, like I made a suicidal gesture that my sister was directly involved in, and uh, I put her in some terrible life positions. I stole a lot of money from my sister. 2200 something dollars and and then some so you know jesus and so phase two is well somehow finding the uh the strength in my relationship to uh, the world to know that I can offer my sister her brother back. And this isn't something I expect my sister to necessarily take me up on. <clears throat> she has every right to never talk to me again. But I miss my sister. I miss her a lot. And uh, 
I treated her with such contempt that I don't even know how we would restart uh, communication because most days I'd have to come up to her and say, so here's another thing I kind of remember that I was a douchebag about with you and I apologize for being this way. I mean, I'd have 400 of those that I'd have to over time recollect and apologize for. And uh, you know, she probably didn't want to put up with that shit. Uh, and I can certainly understand that. But my sister is smart. My sister is insightful. My sister does not miss shit, and my sister has the same childhood I have. We have so much overlap. We can finish each other's jokes. And uh, my sister's also funny. She's also very clever. She's also unhappy. She's also hurt. And I'm a large part of that. She's also been unfairly treated by the world. Now, I'm not all of that, but I'm some of that. And she's also, uh, she's also done everything right, but that doesn't necessarily mean she got all the just desserts that come with that. And uh, in some ways that's because her big white American brother, male brother, big brother, was hogging the light and casting shadows on her that were not responsibly being cast on her. And she knows it. Not to mention my sister saved my bacon more than once. So, you know, fuck. If anybody played the role of the big brother in the family, it was uh, my sister. <laughs> my little sister. So, uh, yeah. I was going to talk all about her in the 30th episode. And, uh, and her husband, who unjustly got thrust into the role of being the brother to her because her dipshit of a brother was off being um, ah, being the sultan of stupidity. <laughs> and so her, her choices on uh, filling that role came to her husband, who then not only had to play the dutiful husband, the good um, partner, but also the brother to a situation with a nuclear family that was never easy. Especially considering I was off lighting fireworks under people's Christmas tree presents. So, the next step that I envision is an outreach to everybody in my community. Because I feel like I can offer kindness, understanding, and forgiveness to everybody. I understand that anything you're going through, I, I'm here. Right? Yeah, let's, let's discuss what it is that is troubling. And I'm here to help. I'm not here to passively say, well, you know, now that we've identified that your childhood issue with the color purple in your Crayola set has really led to this distrust of royalty. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's not the kind of insight we're after, not in a conversation with me. You know, we're after insight that makes us realize the ways we've been sort of poking ourselves in our own behind with a hot fire poker that we lit with uh, matches that we thought we were just using to uh, simply put candles on the Thanksgiving table or whatever. In other words, I like to find the things that make us make our lives harder than it needs to be, and then remove those things. 
yay, life just got easier. <laughs> so I think all of us have those. And so when I have a conversation, I'm hoping that the exchange is something that allows both of us to walk away with maybe a little more insight into what those things in our lives might be. And that is where I offer kindness, understanding, and forgiveness. That those things that we're doing to make our lives harder than they need to be are just that. Things we're doing that make our life harder than it needs to be. So let's stop doing them. And uh, I've identified a lot of those in my life, which makes it easy sometimes to identify those things in other people's lives, especially when they're going through exactly the same experience I went through. But then sometimes going through exactly the same experience I went through is just what's going to happen. Because I can't tell you how to see something that you need to experience. You're just going to have to go through it. And all I can tell you is that we all get better at life. All of us do. We're not here trying to make things hard. At least I hope we're not. At least I know I'm not. I'm here for all of you. And phase two is going to be my opportunity to say, why so serious, man? Life's a wonderful thing. Just don't become your own worst enemy and Watch how well everything works out. It worked for me. I promise I don't have every answer, but I know one thing. You gotta believe that this life has all the value that you are here for it to manifest, or you've left yourself short. So, as I start to show you how I got out of that hole, quit beating yourself up over stupid stuff that you don't deserve to pay retribution for. I don't want it from you. Neither does the universe. I mean, all I really want from you, if we're being real, are what? I guess I want Super Bowls. I like Super Bowls. <laughs>